Aloha. Aloha. Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. <laughs> You're the best front row person ever. <laughs> You're at a rock yeah. It's like I got a groupie in front of me. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. So, you know, sometimes people are critical of me because I laugh so much, but, you know, for the most time, for the most part, people are, do not seem, I, you know, do not seem critical of me. They're like really happy about that. Um, the, the thing is, the, the thing is that no one's ever critical of me, really. It's, it's not like that. Um, it's never like that. Um, but the thing about laughter is that it helps the teaching to go deeper. Because you guys, when you get serious about shit, it's like closing things off. Okay, so there's there's all kinds of uh, serious spiritual teachings, and that's good because your mind, when you're drawn to those serious ones, is serious. Okay, you're just a lot more serious, um, and then and then you get to a point where it, it kind of like goes beyond because there's only so much you can do with as far as learn spiritual knowledge, right? That serious like learning phase where you're learning all the spiritual knowledge. There's only so far you can go with that. And then there has to be the integration. It has to click in. And, you know, one thing that I was shown is that the laughter helps kind of click that stuff in. Because this world, uh, this fake world that we perceive, it's made of seriousness. Mm. It's a serious thought. You separated yourself. That's the serious that thought. Well, it wouldn't be so serious if you would have laughed at it, you know, but you didn't. So you find yourself here. And so it's all these, it's all these series of going through and, and forgetting to laugh over and over and over again until it seems like the seriousness is reality. And then you even find yourself convincing other people to take shit serious. See how we do that? Yeah. Come on, take this seriously. My throat really hurts or whatever seems to be going on. Come on, I got COVID. Take it seriously. (laughs) I'm like, you don't have any COVID. No one ever got COVID. (laughs) And that goes for all virus. It's not because I think there's some COVID conspiracy. There Uh may be. It may be a COVID conspiracy. It looks like something's going on. Something strange is going on. But it doesn't even matter if there's a conspiracy or not because it's an ego conspiracy. And basically, that's all of us conspiring to make an illusion. That's what we're doing. We got it. And now we have a system that's part of that conspiracy. And, you know, it's like everyone's involved in the same thing. Um, and that's, that's deluding ourselves. Okay. Everyone's involved in deluding ourselves. So (laughs) the key is to notice that it is self-delusion and not something else. You know, White Dove was just bringing up how there seems to be a lot of deceitful people in her field. Well, that's in the collective field, too, because in the collective field, yay, lots of people are under the impression that 
the government is being deceitful right now. So that's the same thing, and you can work with it the same way. Whether you seem to have deceitful people in your immediate field or the government or Bill Gates or whatever you got is being deceitful in your view, that's an opportunity for you. Because no one is ever being deceitful, really. You can only find deceit in other people if you're looking for it there. See? You can only find it in other people if you're looking for it there. And you would be looking for it there, out there, because you don't want to know that you're deceiving yourself. That's part of the agreement we made. That's part of the conspiracy that we have together is to not know when we're deceiving ourselves. To take this illusion true and teach, <laughs> continually teach that it's true. Keep teaching that it's true. There's something to be afraid of. You tell people there's something to be afraid of, right? Um you, you, you take it, just, just watch. You don't have to do anything about it, you know? Remember, we've talked about this before. The action is in the observation only, okay? It's not anything else. The action is in the observation only. Do you, think, do you see how you could have gratitude within the observation? Do you see that? Yeah. It's like the, the, that's where it is. It's, it's how you're taking it. So it's like there's an observation and you're not going to make a judgment on it. You're not going to make a judgment that they're, de they're deceitful because you know the deceit is self-deceit manifesting as form. That's all. It's like they are giving you a, by the ego as a scapegoat for your self-deceit. You can pin it on them and then kick them out or whatever you do with them. Some people keep them around for a long time. Just keep boxing with them. Mm. <laughs> there you go, being out of integrity again. Mm. Breaking your agreements. <laughs> being deceitful again. There you go again. And it's like, there I go again, making a scapegoat again. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> yeah. You see? Shut it down. Now, now watch. When you, when you try that, here's the, here's the initial response, the initial ego response. Then it's on you. Wow, I'm so fucked up. So that's where the self-compassion is allowed. It's all self-compassion anyway. It's the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you might get tripped off thinking that now because uh, it's, it's being directed at the one who's actually responsible for it, now that one is uh, somehow deficient or bad or something like that. But it's like, no, since that one can choose to do that to itself, it can also choose to undo that to itself. That's the beauty of it. You know, so you might get caught up in a really upset feeling when your mind has to accept that you made that, which seems to be very antagonistic to you. Like, why did I make something so antagonistic for me? I think you guys know by now. It's just ignorance, which is innocence. You know, you're, you're taken by this agreement to never, ever, ever, ever reveal that we made this world up. Out of fear. So it takes a lot to, uh, 
you know, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, focus, determination, will. I wouldn't say so much effort because when we think of effort, especially in this day and age and our culture and stuff like that, we think of it so different than what it is when it applies to this, you know. It, again, it goes to it's an observation that you're making, okay? So it's not like you're efforting in a way where you have to, sit around and meditate a bunch or something, if that doesn't appeal to you, that's going to make you take longer. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I'm not saying don't do the meditation. You don't have a choice in that or not. Just don't lay that trip on yourself. Mm-hmm. See? Is it like this trip that you have to do more to get there faster is actually going to make you take longer. Mm-hmm. Okay? The effort is in the observation because that's where the healing takes place, really, okay? It's like you're, you're opening up a channel for the truth to infuse your mind in the situation because you're, you're, you, what you're using is ego thoughts to close it down, to, like, clamp it down so the truth can't get through. And this takes a lot of effort. Will someone talk to that person and yeah. ask them if they can keep that quiet while we're doing this? I'll do that. So what about that? Like, um, huh. like the reason I meditate, or even just now why I close my eyes, is because there's so much stimulus. They yes. close my eyes and it can settle me within. They say you're going to save 20% of your energy when you do that. Well, yeah, they say a lot <laughs> of things, but like, it's like... yeah. For me, that's what calms the storm of the mind. Yes. And then, but yet it's always present. Yeah, it's perfect. It's present. Yeah. And so the illusion is always present because we're here to play the game. And then, so it's easy to see the external, what's happening around us right now, is a reflection of our internal state, or is that just the way the game is because we came in to play the game at this time and space? Well, yeah, well, well, here it is, because, you know, it was shown to me how it works for us. There's this big sense of fearfulness. Okay, there's this big sense of fearfulness. And it's like, we just jump into a timeline. It was like, boom, and it's like over and over again, there's this big sense of fear, like we're going to lose our life if we don't try to hide in this world somewhere. And it's and it's like wherever we jump in, that's a reflection of what we, what it is that we need. It's exactly the lessons that we need. It's exactly, exactly, exactly. Stay away from people. And, well, uh, yeah, and it's it's our reaction that shows us. Yeah. It, it's our reaction that shows us the contents of our mind. It's our reaction to it because right now, you know, we're not we're not witnessing the present moment. We're witnessing the past playing mm-hmm. out. Okay, we are always in the present moment. We're not in the past or future, you know, our own mind. So we can only be in the present moment. Past and future are totally projected and imagined. Mm -hmm. So this is like projected past right here that we're experiencing now. Um, So so it's like uh, it's like you're always at that choice point, like where you are, which is now always at that choice point where you can use your will to change your mind about the way you see the world because if the world looks antagonistic to you in that moment all it's doing is reflecting your past way of thinking okay it's not the manifestation itself it's the way you're taking it that's what reveals the contents of your mind 
Okay. So whichever way you're taking it, you need compassion for that. In order for you to have compassion for that, you need to be willing to give up your judgment about the world, which is a major sacrifice as far as the ego is concerned. For instance, your judgment about the world is the idea that these people are deceitful. They're not. You're deceiving yourself by painting a picture of them. That's not how they are. Perception is a picture painted over reality. It's like an evil picture. It paints them evil. <laughs> For one thing, it paints them as if they're dying. And that's not the case. Okay. So, uh, and all the things that they seem to do, all the things that they seem to do to you, they never did. No one was ever capable of any of those kinds of uh, uh, materialistic kind of acts. The only kind of action we can make, once again, is observation. So it's in the way we take it. So when we got the sense that we were separate, we took it as if it was real. See? There, that's where it's at. If we didn't take it as if it's real, then it wouldn't manifest as if it's real. So it's a habit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a habit of thinking it's real. That's right. And taking it personally. That's right. And everyone else, especially in your field before you start down this path, is helping you take it real. Everyone else is helping you to take it for real. You know, you notice yeah. that? And when you first realize, holy shit, this is probably not real. I'm going to open up to that. The people will become more like antagonistic because of that. It's like, holy shit, everyone takes this thing as real. <laughs> um, like my husband took it as real forever. My own husband took it as real forever. Now he knows. You know, it's like a matter of time. And the reflections will pay out, play out like that. You know, and it's, it's by your willingness to demonstrate it. Not, not like as their teacher or something. Their teacher is the inner guide. Everyone's teacher is the inner guide, the one inner guide that we share. So none of us are strictly the other person's teacher like that. We're all teaching and learning from one another. And there can be no teaching unless there's willingness to learn. They cannot teach anyone you're not willing to learn from. See how that explains it too as far as if these guys are de deceitful, you just fucking cut them off. You can't learn from them, can you? Why would you learn from someone who's deceitful? You know, through the ego, I'm not learning from them. All I'm going to learn is don't be deceitful. And you can't help that because you're already fucking deceiving yourself to make them up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and resistant maybe of the gifts too. Oh, yeah, because the ones who trigger you are the ones you have the, who have the biggest gifts for you. Let's mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. They have the greatest gifts for you. Mm -hmm. Now, the ones who don't trigger you and are loving to you, it's not like they're any, any less value. Mm -hmm. They're of great value. They're providing relaxation and solace from the seeming attacks, you know. Mm -hmm. But they're only like that temporary, possibly, mm -hmm. because personalities who haven't recognized that they're making this dream mm -hmm. will be fickle and they'll change. They'll go mm -hmm. to the opposite. There'll be a place of comfort for a little while, and then there'll be a place where you get attacked. Mm. See? 
So any moments that you have like that, just like enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, even if even if you know it, you know it's becoming its opposite because the person is um, is involved in whatever kind of mind frame. And here's the thing: in the dream, they're dreaming too. Okay, they're dreaming too. They're dreaming. They ha- they're dreaming of a guilty self concept. Yeah, okay, so they're already taking themselves to be an illusion, and then. You're projecting your self-concept onto theirs and making more of an illusion. Aloha. So you cannot possibly see them as they are. So there's no way you could lay a judgment on them. You're just not capable of it. It's not like you shouldn't judge people. It's like you're not capable of judging people. And when you think you're judging you're hurting your mind. When you just think that you're judging someone because that's all you can do, and that includes judging yourself, you are not capable of judgment. You can say your inner guide is capable of judgment because your inner guide knows everything. And your inner guide has one judgment. And that's that everyone is innocent, there's only innocent, and guilt has no justification. That's it. What, there's just one judgment on this world. There's one judgment on you, there's one judgment on your brothers and sisters, there's one judgment on this world. And you don't know that judgment when you're judging the world and you think someone's deceitful in it. You don't know that judgment when you're judging the world and you think your life is uh, high drama right now. <laughs> no, you're high drama. Your life is, not, is nothing but what you make it. You are high drama right now. That's all. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm high drama. Fine. It's good to know. That's how you're going to heal it. Oh, I'm really high drama right now. Interesting. Then you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my husband will be over there smashing a cockroach like he's killing an enemy from a long line of, you know, of whatever. Ah, screaming. Ah. I'm like, whoa, I'm really agitated today. You know, it's like no problem. Because they're just like, oh, oh, interesting. And, you know, anything that you get a perception of, you just, it just manifests. It just manifests from your energy field. And, you know, I love it because, you know, I can get a, it's like, it's kind of like a notification or uh, just an opportunity to teach and learn. You know, the mind is one. It's one mind. So anything that comes up that seems like, oh, my God, I'm like, that's awesome. Yay. What the ego wants to do is hide it, cover it up. Says so you invite it to dinner. <laughs> yeah, and it just passes. You know, you just laugh and it passes. Mm. Well, what did that cockroach ever do to you? <laughs> and you know, you, you never have to point out another person's ego. Just let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. It's fun to poke at it, right? That's how you poke at the ego and point it out. 
You know, just, and it's just thinking, you can't help it, but it's just thinking that you can do something because whatever you are, whatever you share with them or anything, it's all, it's all spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So thinking that you can do something is, um, shutting out the spirit. Also, you know, thinking that you're, you, you can't because you don't have access to the spirit is also self doubt. So that's cutting it off too. So it's like you can, because you can be a channel. That means you don't have to think about it and try to figure it out either. Okay? You can because you can be empty. That's all. You don't have to have all your own ideas. Like, okay, how do I help this person? Like someone doing some therapy or something. You know, like the common kind of therapy uh, is perpetuating the drama. It's perpetuating the sense like someone's doing something to me. You know, I was sharing on Facebook. I don't know how many of you guys saw, but I did something on Facebook um, about my uh, missionary thing, and I put a picture up and everything and had a big old fun time with that mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of people. And, you know, one thing that, um, that people seem to not, people seem to have trouble with is forgiveness because not understanding forgiveness they don't see the innocence. It's just like they think that they have forgiven the person um, for, you know, doing that thing that they think they did to them. Mm-hmm. They think they forgave the person for what they think they did to them. And then, and then there's all this confusion because they're still hurt. There's all kinds of hurt. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, that kind of decision, it's like a, that kind of forgiveness is kind of like a decision that goes, okay, that was really bad. I condemn that thing but I forgive you. Like you're redeemed now. I've mm-hmm. redeemed you now. You can't redeem them mm-hmm. because in your mind, you believe that they abused you. Mm-hmm. You cannot, your mind cannot tolerate they abused you and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay, your mind cannot tolerate that. It's going to be an illusion of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to be there for you. You know, uh, tr- to truly forgive is to recognize that you're forgiving them for what you or for you're forgetting forgiving what you made of them not for what they did they didn't do anything they were innocent it's like they agreed with you to play out that part to play out that role you know and it's like in all the lifetimes in all the scenarios you know there's there's um repeatedly just like switching roles you know, uh, sometimes I'm the abuser, sometimes he's the abuser. We just like play that fucking pattern out millions of times. It's like flipping around. Doing mean things to each other, apparently. <laughs> One person plays the victim, the other person plays the victim. It's just not, it's, it's a bunch of nothing. So, you know, it was, it was really um, awesome. And, it, you know, it wasn't required for me for forgiveness to happen, but I actually like um, got to come face to face with my stepfather that I grew up with, that I just had the most horrific experiences with him. Like, you know, like really scary, like, um, you know, fear of death kind of experiences and, you know, major, um, major trauma, major childhood trauma. And um, I was amazed that he was courageous to meet me. I wasn't asking to meet him. But um, 
he lives in the same area as most of as most of my family and I let my mom know oh I don't mind if he's there it's fine with me you know and so he showed up to a place where I was and I was like wow he's like really courageous to do that and he was like so happy and he was so apologetic about like the past you know and um and I was so glad that he came up to me and he like got like really sincere and started telling me stuff not because he's apologizing to me I don't care about that at all but just so I could like look him in the eyes and let him know you didn't do anything nothing actually happened you know and just to see that spark of innocence just kind of like light up like really hope and I'm like yeah really you didn't do anything it's just all it is is patterns of disease playing out and people are just made to uh, interact in certain ways no one really did anything he's like oh my goodness and you know for for him you know like of course I'm glad for him I'm really happy for him um, and at the same time it's not like I need that I don't need closure or anything like that you don't need any closure it's not necessary for forgiveness. You don't have to like meet the person or anything like that. That just kind of happens spontaneously, apparently. Um, you know, I didn't try to get him into a closure kind of situation. Um, but it did seem like that. It kind of looked like that. Uh, the forgiveness has to come first. Because these kinds of closures that we make up, they're just silliness, you know. We're trying to make our own curriculum or something, you know. Like, I don't even know when I go into that party if I'm going to have a private conversation with him or anything, you know. And who knows? Yay, welcome. Yeah. Hi, Ember. It's actually Ember. It is. <laughs> welcome, my love. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Thank like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when forgiveness is complete, there's no, there's no more question about it. There's no more pain about it. There's no more need to go out into the past and redo the details. You know, I know when I was in unforgiveness, my mind had to go back to the past and review the details of what occurred. You know, I just find myself in these uh, thought patterns. Um, and once forgiveness, once you have forgiveness, you, there's no need for that because it's just all is childlike innocence. It's not like there was one, uh, one who was guilty. There was not really one who was guilty. The one that you use as a scapegoat to carry your guilt is the one who has the greatest gift for you. Even still, like you don't have to like, it's not, because if you use them as a scapegoat and you're still using them as a, them as a scapegoat, you're going to know because you're going to have horrific pictures occurring to you in your mind about how they fucking did this to you because you need to keep on reminding yourself that they did it to you so you don't see that you are doing it to you right now. It's not even like you did it to yourself in the past. You know, you did it, you did it to yourself once, and then all this other stuff is like a bunch of echoes. Yeah. And, all, and, and all it's asking is for undoing now. See? So, it, you know, and I was talking with my mom about that kind of stuff the other day. And I was, I was telling her, man, I just got like this revelation 
um, how incredibly grateful I am for all those crazy childhood experiences um, and and how they're they're the ones that could give meaning to forgiveness. I mean, like if there's no such thing as forgiveness without something, right? Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those, all that unforgiveness, that's what it's for. See, the unforgiveness is, is meant to keep you, and this is by your choice, if you choose, stay in a state of unforgiveness and hold up the unforgiven world where everything in it dies because it's unforgiven. That's why it's dying. <laughs> it has to. It has to receive ultimate punishment. Or you can take it as, and this is the observation part, this is for me to undo. So then when you get the sense that, oh, there's an image of them playing in my mind, I've done this, I've actually done this to them. I made them into this thing that did this to me. And that's really my brother or sister. They haven't done anything. They're totally safe in heaven. They're protected. Uh, they're protected from my attacks on them. My attacks on their innocence, making them out to be these gnarly freaking creatures, right? But their, their reality and identity is protected. In reality, they don't even know you're doing that to them. They don't give a shit. Just like you don't give a shit about what they're, they seem to do to you here in this dream. Because dreaming will end. You'll cause it. You'll cause the end. Basically, this is a dream of the, a dream of death and despair until it becomes a dream of awakening. And then, when it becomes a dream of the wa- dream of awakening, everything in it is used for that purpose. Everything in it gets used for that because that's what you want to use it for, right? So you make a decision if you haven't already that you want to use everything that appears to you in this world for awakening your mind. And you'll have all the help in that. Just remember that you decided that. You'll have help in remembering it when you forget, too. <laughs> it's all going in your favor. And you know it's like your success is, in ed- is inevitable. You're going to wake up from the stream. It's just a matter of how long are you going to choose to keep dreaming. It seems so. Yeah. Because it is. It's like, oh, that's for my ego. Yeah. That person not acknowledging me or that person saying this to me, it's for my ego. And that's why I love what you say is, uh, well, thanks for letting me know. And then they kind of like go away. Mm. That's Uh what they want, right? Yeah. for letting me know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's becoming more and more enjoyable to just be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not real. Yes, exactly. But it's not. (laughs) well it's real to me because you know it's 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 as real as i believe it to be because you can't you you can't uh see it your what you believe is unreal you know it's like it's going to be as real as you believe it to be you can't see it that way you only see it as you believe it right so as much in as much as it's real to you it's fucking real right like a dream. Yes, exactly. But when it's but but when it's seen through, as it's seen through, little by little, it becomes more and more unreal to you, and more and more unenergetic, more more and more of an energetic journey. 
So when we project into the world and like, like for instance, you know, there's some kind of a, a, a problem or a way thing that something isn't going the way you think it should be going or something isn't be done the way you think it should be done. That's always given you to either observe or take it as you have, you are capable of judging this. It's kind of like saying, I know what sense this makes. And you're looking at chaos. You're viewing chaos. And you're going, I know how to make sense of this. I know how that person should be doing that. I know how that person should be living their life. I know how that person should be eating. Right? I know who that person should be fucking and not fucking. You know, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and we just use it to occupy. We just use it to occupy our mind. It's like we, we take these, these thoughts of their, uh, these ideas of there being problems in a world that we made real. And looking for the solution separate from the problem. Like the problem didn't contain the solution already. Uh, you know, it's like when you're looking for the solution separate from the problem, it's as if the problem wasn't a gift in the first place to you. But what you're making into a problem is your solution. It is how you get release. You see? So, so what the ego will, will do is keep the solution separate from the problem. And that's a world's view. The solution's out there, it's separate from the problem. The solution's going to come over to the problem, fix the problem, and then you're going to feel better. Guess what? Another problem's going to fucking pop up. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole. You ever played that game? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's up, Jason? Sorry, I'm talking a lot today, but... Uh, no, I love it. I love so it. Thank you. When it comes up, it's for feeling... To release it, yeah? Is that how it That's works? right. So that's anything, anything that you view as a problem. Oh, this is a problem. Like, I have a sense that uh, uh, that we were having an emergency at our, at our at my business. It was great. I was like, this, I'm having a meeting with my, fr with my friends and coworkers and I'm uh, employees. And I go, yeah, uh, apparently uh, this is considered an emergency right now. You know, and it's just like, it's not a problem. The sense that it, it uh, the sense that it's an it's an emergency is just that without anything else attached. If I am getting a reaction to it, and that's a big if, you know, uh, you're not necessarily going to be getting a reaction to it. Reaction is any upset feeling. This shouldn't be. Oh no, let's get out of this. You know what I mean? So if I'm getting an upset feeling in reaction to a problem, I know right away that's where the gift is. Right there, it's in that. The solution, if it takes care, the solution, it takes care of itself because the world is an illusion. It just takes care of itself. The, the, uh, the consciousness is playing out the problems and apparent solutions that come and fix them and, and all the people that play into it and everything like that. All we are being asked to do is withdraw our judgment from that thing as if that appearance of a problem is a problem. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's like it, ap it appears as if because of its value to you. It appears as if it looks like that because it's a, it's because of its value to relieving your pain right now and healing your mind. 
It's bringing you back to truth. That's the purpose of it. Anyone triggers you, you know, uh, you know, you hear like some, there was a rumor about yourself. Oh no. Great. You don't need to do anything else. You don't need to make a call. You don't need to find out about it. You might find yourself doing that. You can't help it. Your mind's running you. When you're triggered, your mind's running you. You can't help it. Uh, my son and I were talking about that just the other night. My um, big son, Blaze, uh, you know, he's dating. And, and uh, he got the sense that he was awkward in a situation, you know. So as he got, a, got the sense that he was awkward, he started feeling more and more insecure until he uh, felt really uh, kind of like upset at, in, at himself and uh, uncomfortable being around his own friends and stuff. And, uh, and he was telling me about it. And I go... And I go, that's everyone. Everyone gets that kind of thing. You start thinking something and feeling uncomfortable in a situation and you don't think it's your own thoughts. You're confused. <laughs> you think it's maybe the way the situation is set up. Maybe the people, uh, maybe they're do this or maybe they're do that. And you're running all over the place trying to figure it out. Basically, you're thinking in a way that's making you feel self-conscious, insecure, whatever. You're thinking in a way. So just see if you can get some relief in that. You're, you're, getting an, you're getting a felt sensation. That felt sensation is there so that you can, be, you can get relief when you're aware of this felt sensation. That's why I say go into it. It's like you're sharing it with your guide. It's like you're not keeping it secret from your guide now. You're sharing it with your guide. You're saying, guide, this is how I feel or God or whatever this is how, wow, this is how I feel. You're observing how you feel instead of observing thoughts that take you out of the feeling and into reasons why you're feeling like that. Okay. And so that's, a, that's how you cover it up by projecting outward with more thoughts. And it's like, you're trying to hide the thought from your source, almost like you feel guilty for it. <laughs> And, and then, and when you try to hide it, you do because it's all in the imagination and what your spirit can't see, your spirit can't fix for you. Mm-hmm. Every problem that you perceive is given you because it's a solution that you have wanted for so long. This thought of separation is ancient. These problems and scenarios in the world and the situation, they always seem like they're new, right? Oh, it's a new one. It's a new problem. Now we got 5G. That's brand fucking new, right? Is it new? No, it's not. It's the same one echoing. Nothing's new. Nothing new under the sun. You guys probably heard the same. That's because it's the same problem echoing. And the problem is you taking yourself to be separate. You're believing in a thought. You're taking that thought seriously, is what, which is why you take the world seriously. It's laughable. The world is silly. It's a silly joke. It's a game. It's an abomination. And also, it's a blessing when you're able to see it for what it is. You know? It's like identify an abomination as such. Anything that's not worthy of you. That sounds like a board game abomination. <laughs> you have you heard the word before? You don't know it. No, I know. You're not the familiar. Word. Oh, you are. Okay, yeah, yeah. that would be a oh, good game. Not, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I like. I like that. 
Uh, that's a really good one. I bet that would do even better than Cards Against Humanity. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to play the shit out of that soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> you haven't played it yet. I have. I had so much fun. I'm excited about playing it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Ego's game. It's like, yeah, it's it is. Well, I, you know what? It's hilarious. It's it's really it's really good stuff because it is just you know you're you're revealing how the mind works. I mean, anything that you find yourself drawn to, don't make judgments again. No judgments. Remember, habits, everything. I don't care. No judgments on these then. Anything that you perceive, okay? Anything that you find yourself drawn to, getting into, interested in, can be used for healing if you choose. It does not matter what it is. And you don't have a choice in what you find yourself doing. And this is how people suffer so, so much. They think they have a choice in what they do. And that comes back to these past people who seem to have harmed you before. Okay? If you think they had a choice in what they did, apparently to you, then you're putting it on yourself that you do choose and you're automatically going to take yourself as guilty because... The way the illusion is, you're going to do guilty shit in your sight if you think guilt is possible. Mm. You're going to get that impression. So when I was talking with my mom, you know, she was, she was saying, well, first I was sharing with her, wow, I'm so amazed. I'm so, uh, I'm so joyous that I, how I feel about the whole situation. I just feel so, um, uh, uh, um, much gratitude for him and everyone else down the line. And then I notice also how my stepmom comes into the picture then. And it's like, oh, he was so prevalent because there was so much. I'm like, oh, there's some gifts there too with my stepmother. You know, like I don't really look at her as my mother. You know, just like, <laughs> just like not loving, un- unforgiveness. So it's just like, ooh, another gift. It's like you open up the gift, but it's like, it's like being really honest with yourself. Oh, I, I, I get, I get that. I see that. And I noticed the post that I did, the one with the picture from the uh, early eighties, I noticed in that post when I was, and didn't, wasn't even aware of this at the time, but, um, my stepmom was in the picture, right? Mm-hmm. And she's next to my dad. And in the story, I said I went to, uh, I said something about not my mom in parentheses. I don't know if you guys yeah, might have seen yeah. that. And after the fact, when I realized I tagged her uh, in the photo and it said that, and I was like, oh my goodness, I could see the underlying, of, ooh, what is it? Because I knew, I was like, okay, that whatever it is, I was like, oh, that's kind of, Oh, what is it? And then it, it shows me, oh, okay, that time when she had sex with your little boyfriend. That was the thing. It was like, oh, uh-huh. what a bitch. Uh-huh. Dare she have sex with my boyfriend? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, uh, uh, yeah, I know, it's a really funny story, too. <laughs> You guys aren't aware. Uh, I've said it before. I was 
Uh, I was raised up in a uh, in basically what was observed and perceived by people a sex cult, okay? And I would say that's pretty accurate because they had all <laughs> kinds of uh, comics when I was a kid. I was born into this thing. So there's all kinds of comics when I was a kid teaching you how to have sex and they had pictures of kids mm-hmm. having sex and teaching you how to have sex and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, fast forward to I'm 12 years old and or, no, I can't be 12. I must be younger than that because I left when I was 11. So I'm younger than 12. Maybe I'm 11. Um, and and there's a little boyfriend there. And man, is he cute? And what does everyone do when they think each other is cute? They have sex. So <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that's what we're going to do, right? Well, we think. But then, you know, I'm not able to know what to do. I didn't know what to do yet. Um, I, I read all the comics, but I guess I didn't get that good at it. Because um, for some reason, it wasn't working out. So then I went to sleep, and he got laid with my stepmom. So <laughs> that's the story. You guys probably have some fun stories, too. <laughs> we all do. Uh, we all do. Um, you know, and it, all, it is all in the way that you're looking at it. So, you know, with the thing with my stepdad and all the brutality and all the, like, feeling like, it, you know, you're going to die and everything like that, and with that and that, and, and with that forgiveness gone, then I can see this layer that's like, that's not even nearly like a big deal compared to that. But it's still a deal because it's unforgiveness. So it only takes one little bit of unforgiveness to keep you tied to the, uh, to the world. Uh, or you could say keep the world propped up in your sight. So my goal is to undo all unforgiveness in my mind. Every little bit of unforgiveness. And in knowing that that's, a, that that's my goal, the things are just brought to my awareness. So I thought it was really beautiful how um, in that post I said, not my mom. That's what got me aware of, oh. And it's just perfect. It's not like I did anything wrong. I don't need to send a message. I don't need to do anything. Um, and I don't have a choice in it either. There's no choice in it. So if I, if I, if I get the inspiration to, um, call my mom, you know, I do call her mom too. It was like in the, in the context of it, it was kind of like that's needed for, um, explaining the thing. Cause my bio could have said bio mom, who knows, but it's also just, um, revealing to me something. So I'm just observing myself and everything I seem to do, but not in a judgy way, not in a judgy way. Just, Oh, look over here. Playful. Oh, look over here. Oh, what are you trying to hide about that situation? You know, what do you want to do about that situation? So, um, so it just gives you like an opportunity to soften. And that's really what it is. It's a softening because it's kind of like a hardened heart. Um, and it makes the, the illusion can make you aware if you will, if you, if you open your heart to it to show where your blocks are so you can see. And, you know, basically you have blocks if you perceive a world. If you, if, if anything ever upsets you, you have blocks. If you ever get serious about anything, you have blocks. And the world is here to bring them up. And your perception of yourself, um, say you have habits. I'm, for a while there, I was having ice cream and uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and chocolate or cookies or something like every night, like every mm. night. 
I mean, it just like ended like, I don't know, two months ago or something. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's freaking funny because I'm like sitting there eating Ben and I'm still a skinny fucker. It doesn't matter. I'm like eating all those Ben and Jerry's at night. Um, And and then uh, like every night. And, you know, it would occur to me, uh, what's the deal with the Ben and Jerry's every night? And then it's just like, I'll know what I need to know when I know it. Enjoy the fucking Ben and Jerry's. Enjoy mm-hmm. the shit out of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 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 it, and nothing even was ever like revealed. Like, oh, this is the symbol of what the Ben and Jerry was really doing. <laughs> it's just that one fucking day I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is this is good at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, it just always changes. But you know, we we get we get tripped up with trying to make uh, believe that we make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. I. Quit Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I'm two months sober, sober from Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> you talk about a high, you guys. I mean, people talk about like like weed or heroin or something like that. Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and cookies. And cookies. Put the cookies with the Ben and Jerry's. It's like a, it's an interesting thing, you know. Uh, but look at it this way too. Anything that you have a perception of that gets you analyzing yourself, that's one of those gifts because you're analyzing yourself. It's the analyzing yourself in that that's a gift. It's the analyzing yourself. Make no attempt to analyze yourself. (laughs) Or anyone else for that matter. They're yourself too. It's the same thing. Just don't analyze anyone or anything like that. You know, analyze data or something, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) go analyze how many fucking people are dying from the vaccine okay (laughs) not that anyone really can die from the vaccine this is just symbolic of fear playing out okay it's a sense that uh it's getting the sense that uh you need to get some this is a such a funny logic too you need to put some poison in yourself so you could be healthy (laughs) How fucking sad is that? And it, and if you get and if you get sick, it's working. That's the other one. Okay, that's a fearful thought. <laughs> if you get sick, it's working. <laughs> You're too healthy. It's not working. You're actually sick. <laughs> but that's why we're getting illusions of something uh, being even you know. It kind of looks like it's being used as a bioweapon, you could say. You know, whatever. Uh, it's, it's just a symbolic of ignorance. It's symbolic of ignorance. So, like, if you, if you get the sense, like, I know a lot of people who get the sense. So, you're, you know, this is an opportunity for you, you guys who are getting this sense, that you need to save the children mm-hmm. who are getting wiped out by the vaccine. You are getting an upset feeling. You need compassion for the feeling. The saving the children comes on its own. The cha- you don't need to do anything. You're not capable of doing anything. The saving the children, a parent working out on the field, in the field, happens when the mind changes. Not any other time. It's all mental stuff being played out. So if you want to help the children that seem to be getting killed by vaccines, they're not being killed by vaccine, they're being killed by fear, and they're not even really being killed. No one's killed. Everyone's laughing behind the scenes. 
<laughs> if you want to help them, then take care of the fear that's coming up, the reaction to what you're perceiving about them. Take care of the reaction. Let yourself get some compassion for that. Someone was asking me, you say, let yourself get compassion. What do you mean by that? I wrote it down on Facebook. You guys probably saw I did some long thing on there. It just like <laughs> came out in like five minutes, like, boop. Oh, okay, that one's long. <laughs> Write me a fucking book. Okay, boo. <laughs> but, but basically, it's just not rising up against comp- compassion. You know, we rise up against compassion with a sense that we know what's happening. If I know what's happening, I can't have compassion because what I know about what's happening is that this is real and it's a threat. So how can I have compassion at the same time? I'm not even open to it. I won't allow it in. It's a choice. That's the free will. That's where we're exercising free will. That's the only level where we're exercising free will. You know, the the illusion looks like we're exercising free will when they say, do you want an apple or an orange? Uh, It looks like that, like you're exercising free will. You're not. That's a programmed response that that you're perceiving. You're actually perceiving a programmed response. It's to distract you from the choice you're actually making, which is whether to, to, to take what you're perceiving as the truth or as an illusion, which is it, which it is. So you must bust out laughing. You do. Exactly. All the time. That, yeah. If you, in case you were wondering, some people just think I'm a maniac until they get to know me a little bit. <laughs> I'm always laughing because everything is so fucking funny. Doing it. It's a really great practice. It's true. People are like, I must tell really good jokes. Well, I'm just on the verge of laughter every second. So if you even try to t- tell a joke, I'm fucking cracking up. I can't help it. Just like, it's going to be the worst joke, but you're trying to tell a joke. I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> Well, there's nothing here. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, there isn't anything here, you guys. The the perceptions that we get of each other's bodies, that is strictly a projection of mine. And it's really fun to relate with all of you. You're me relating, but it's like I'm relating with a bunch of different aspects of myself. It's really fun to relate with all of you, but I don't take any of you one bit of serious. Okay. And it doesn't matter what you do or say to me. I'm still not going to take your ass serious. You know, it's not going to be serious to me. Hope, come on. I got COVID. No, you don't. Hope, come on. I got brain damage. No, you don't. No, you don't. Come on. I got staff. No, you don't. And if it would appear on your body as such, you can change your mind and it'll, and it'll, and it'll disappear. Definitely, as soon as there's absolutely no guilt in the mind, it cannot manifest anything like that. In fact, our bodies will look completely different because they won't have any sign of aging or anything. When all guilt is purified from the mind, then the body cannot remain in your sight very much longer either. So while the body remains as if it's something that's on a time trajectory going toward death, that's the time to use it for awakening the mind. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So like everything that we get a perception of that we accumulated on our bodies over time, that's all just to feed into the illusion. It's just feeding into the illusion. That's all it is. So yeah, if I get the sense and I have, I got the sense that I had staff before, you know, and I was, and, and I was just sitting with it, sitting with the feeling. Um, I was just, I was just going, okay, I'll just be with it, be with it, whatever it is. As far as whatever I seem to do on the surface, I don't mind. That's not, it's all in the mind for me. So, uh, you know, I find myself getting some essential oils, putting some essential oils on it. Um, and then I go, oh, I'm going to go hiking with some friends. They invited me to hike over a volcano, right? So I'm over a volcano. I go on a nice long hike. I come back. I look at it. It's completely fucking blown up. It's purple. It's all pussy and oozing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> I know it's not there. I'm not scared of it. I'm not giving it fear because I just know it's not even there. So uh, then my friend's like, you want to go skating? And I'm like, you know, I'm feeling to sit down and put this thing up right now because look at it. And she's like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> that's fucking staff. I go, looks like it, doesn't it? She's like, are you putting anything on it? And I, go, I go, not today. I just like kind of like covered it up and went hiking. And then this is what occurred. And then she goes, oh, I got something for, you, for it. So she put some stuff on it. And then the next day, it was like almost like, I don't know, 50%, looking like 50% better. And then she's like, yeah, just go down to the clinic, get this shit, put the shit on it. So, you know, I find myself going to the clinic, get that stuff, put that stuff on it. I'm using every instance of it for healing. That's all. Doesn't fucking matter. Who cares how long it stays, what it looks like. But it's not like I have to resist anything. The illusion and all and, and my and my guidance the, through the illusion is showing me what is the next step. And consciousness is just taking care of that anyways. Mm-hmm. All, all, all I do is say yes to ease. Mm-hmm. I just say yes to ease. Mm-hmm. What feels the easiest? And it's just shown to you right there. What feels the easiest? And going to the clinic feels the easiest. It's not, it's not anything. It's nothing. That's what, the, that's, that's what uh, confusing the levels is all about. This is something they talk about in the Course of Miracles, um, confusing the levels. So there's the level of the world, which is where you're, you seem to be doing shit. It doesn't matter. And then there's a level of spirit. That's what matters. You're using the level of the world. If you're using the level of the world to try to manipulate the world, then, you know, you're not paying attention to spirit. But if you're just using the level of the world to hear from spirit, you know, you're listening. And, and here's how you listen. You listen for easefulness. Listen for easefulness. When you listen in that way, you'll know that your actions are being done for you. You'll get the sense that they're being done for you. You're listening for the most easeful. That's why. And see what the ego will do is say that you can't have the most e- the most easeful. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's some reason why you can't have it. You know, and, and when you're when you're focused on undoing these illusions, these body illusions, when you're focused on undoing the body illusion and you get an illusion, the first thing the ego wants you to do is test it out. Go, oh. Well, since the body is an illusion, I am going to choose not to get any treatment for it. I am going to choose like the ego is going to choose, even though it's uncomfortable and that doesn't feel easeful at all. Right. (laughs) But it could at some point it could feel comfortable. 
If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, 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 it's not set in stone. It's going to change from time to time. It's, it, no one knows what it is but you. I had the opposite. I was like, I was treating it and like covering it. And then someone was like, your body knows what to do. Just fucking leave it alone. So I left it alone the next day. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Here's the thing. Your body doesn't know shit. It's not in that thing. It's not in, do, it's not in what it is. It's not in what, that's the trick. That's a trick. That's not in what the thing is. You know, everything, like say you get the, you know, like you go, okay, uh, you get the illusion you're going over to the clinic. Guess what? You have work to do with people at the clinic. That's why you're there. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of it. You're meant to be there. You did not choose to go to the clinic. And that is great, Rory, because I remember when you were here before, I go, you could put my new pricing on it and heal it. And you, and then you're putting stuff on it and then you're going, oh, just take it all off. It doesn't matter. That's why. And you know what? That, this is interesting too, Rory, that you're saying something like that. Cause that's the same thing that happened with Leia. None of that shit worked for the, for this, what was it? COVID. None of it worked for COVID, right? None of that shit worked. And it seems like, because this is manifesting in my experience, shit isn't working anymore. I freaking love that. <laughs> you just actually... <laughs> it just doesn't seem to work. <laughs> it was seeming to work for all this time, and now it just doesn't seem to work. You know, all that stuff that Leia was using, all kinds of people had testimony. One of them's uh, doctor's assistant... Here in Pahoa, who said, man, he was so sick. He felt like he was on his deathbed. And as soon as he took that ivermectin, he was better. Mm-hmm. See the disparity in the experiences? Mm-hmm. It's all for a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could get taken down that avenue with that person. Exactly. Down that uh-huh. that, and you're like lost. That's it. None of it is true. It's so given to you to see that. You know, it's like if we just open our eyes, it's kind of like this this COVID thing. It's like the stupidity is just like right out in the open. It's like, hey, let's uh, take these young athletes and shoot them up with something and make them weak and sick to help other people who are weak and sick. Like that's going to make us healthy. You know, <laughs> like it's just the stu- stupidity is completely blatant, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, it's the same with everything. And that's, that's the, symbol, the symbolism of this, is the stupidity of how we made this whole world. It's completely blatant. You know, if you look at it, you know, just look at, that, look at those, uh, just that one example of the disparity between one person gets completely healed in a second from ivermectin. The other one ends up with COVID for a freaking month, taking all the ivermectin. It's an illusion. None of this shit works. That's why, how can you say, uh, 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 I got the best diet that works for everyone? I got the right diet for everyone, right? <laughs> All humans should be eating, what, the, what was the last one I saw? Fruit. All fucking day, all night. Just raw fruit. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> and the funny thing is, what works for you is the most easeful. 
what works for you, what, what uh, you know, yeah. your body can't be balanced. It can't because it doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist. It can't, be, it can't balance your body out, okay? You get these illusions like it's imbalance. Uh, it's just use it for play, okay? Go with easefulness. Go with the easefulness <sighs> thing. That's all. You know, like for me, I was checking out Ayurveda, Ayurveda stuff, whatever. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I checked out, okay, uh, what's the constitution? Okay, so it shows that I have an imbalance of, of the Vata one. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is fun. Oh, what do they want me to do about that? So I look at what they want me to do about that, and I'm like, I fucking like all that stuff that they're telling me to do about that. So I'm going to do it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like, if, anyone, if they're saying, you should eat a bunch of raw fruit, it's like, mm. you guys go somewhere else. Because I'm not even eating anything. It, it's like, what feels in alignment? What to, what's easeful? You know, really, what's easeful? And, and just like being real easy with everything. And everything comes into what can be viewed as balanced. Mm-hmm. See, I go to the acupuncture, right? Uh, I think it was just yesterday. Yesterday, and a friend of acupuncture, she tells me, I have no idea. I've been going to this person for like years. I go once a month for some acupuncture. And she goes, I feel like I'm not doing anything for you. And I'm like, why? She's like, none of your channels are clogged. <laughs> I'm like, this feels fucking good, so I'm going to keep on coming back. <laughs> She's like, that is not something you see. Like where you're pushing the needle and there's yeah. no resistance. <laughs> I'm like, well, it sure does feel awesome. So uh, I go, that's really funny. And then I told her about the cookies and ice cream thing. She's like, what? <laughs> She's like, you're just doing that. <laughs> I go, yeah, for a couple of years, you know, it was really fun. A couple of years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you, you didn't even gain any weight? And I go, no, I didn't. It was freaking funny. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, it was really funny because I was like, shit, okay. Uh, there's a week of it and then not gaining weight. Okay, another week. Oh, months. Oh, this is my new thing. I just eat Ben and Jerry's and yeah. cookies every night. <laughs> <laughs> teenager joint. Right? Because when I was a teenager, uh, it was food was so so guilty. Anything I ate, I would fucking gain weight. Up until I was like, uh, probably, uh, uh, up until my mind changed about what food was, actually. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> uh, up until my mind changed about what it was. When I thought that it, it could make me gain weight, I had a real issue with it because it just seemed like, oh, there it is right there when I just ate. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started to realize I'm making that shit up. I'm projecting as if the food is having an effect on my body. Food doesn't even have an effect on bodies. Uh, Food and bodies are both illusions in the scene. Food doesn't even have an effect on them. Neither does the vaccine. So if you're afraid of a vaccine, it's the same thing. It's the same kind of fear. Something's going to get you. Something's a, something is some kind of a, a, a bad omen on you. Mm-hmm. If you took the vaccine, you probably ruined yourself. How about that one that was going around a little bit ago? 
Uh, everyone who took the vaccine is going to be dead within two or three years yeah. <gasps> with a totally serious oh, faith, yeah. with a totally serious faith. I just busted out laughing and I'm like, well, I guess we'll know soon on that one. Whether that's true. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't find, I don't find out real fast if that's the deal. I'm over at the farmer's market and there's, and, and there's some, there's some people there they're wearing a mask, they, and, they're, and uh, I come up without a mask on, and uh, they go, and something about, oh, oh, no, they weren't wearing masks. That's right. I'm like, oh, thank goodness, we're not wearing masks. Like, everyone's not wearing masks at this, this booth. Hey, yeah, look at everyone's faces. You know, it was like when the, you barely saw any faces. Two of the, guy goes, two of the guys go, oh, yeah, we're both vaccinated. That's why we feel comfortable without a mask. The other guy goes, the other guy goes, you guys are going to be dead in two or three years. And he's like completely oh, freaking wow, serious. Wow, wow, wow. And so I just laugh, a big belly oh, laugh. Shit. And then both of those other dudes calm down. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, thank goodness. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, just just buying into and feeding into the idea that um, we can do something to harm our bodies. We cannot do anything to harm our bodies. That's not possible. It's all thinking. We can't do anything to harm them. We can't do anything to heal them. It's all thinking. So why wouldn't I think I could eat whatever I freaking like? Whatever feels good. Whatever doesn't feel good, if I don't want it to feel good. You know, for a little bit there. Well, for the past, the last couple of weeks of the ice cream thing, there was a little gurgling in the tummy every morning and a little slight nausea. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm having yoga. By the end of yoga, there's no sense of that. <laughs> you know, it's not like before yoga, there's no sense of that. And then, you know, some different things just occur with some different ideas come up and apparently there don't seem to be the gurgling it's just like a redirection you just get redirected all the time and there's all these cycles and phases and stuff and none of them are right or wrong you know and that's that's the thing really um showed me about that one um you know i just noticed one you know one night i didn't have any I'm like, no, you know what? My husband would bring me ice cream and cookies every Aww. night. He would. And we'd make sure there was like really, the, the really decadent, the most decadent Ben and Jerry's there are. The kind with the stuff on top. They're called toppers. What? <laughs> One of them, and you know what? Even when I talk about it right now, I don't have a feeling for it. I don't. I don't. But at that time, there was. And you see all the interactions that happen. Like, you know, Instacart comes over with my ice cream, right? And... um and they're like, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know about all these ice creams. Thanks for letting me shop for you. I learned about all these different ice creams. And I'm like, oh, cool. And um, she's like, you're eating that ice cream? And I go, yeah. And she's like, how do you look like that? Mm-hmm. And, and I go, well, you want to know a secret? And she's like, what? And I go, food doesn't have any effect on bodies. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I'm sure of it. I'm certain that food doesn't have any effect on bodies. And she just was just like, Oh my goodness. And she was so conventional too. She was like, looked, seemed, she was like, I feel like I know this. Aww. Well, she said, she's like, I feel like I know this. I'm like, wow. you do know it. You've been taught something different. You do know this. 
You can eat anything. You put guilt on it and then it equals something else. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was really like I was, there's, a, there's like this arc of joy that I talked about before. It's a video that I did maybe like a year ago. I named it that. It's like this arc of joy, like the ice cream. It's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. And then it starts to fall off the other side, right? That's all. That's all. So even the sense, like the, um, the gurgling in the tummy and the nausea, it's just kind of like falling off the other side. It's just like indicative of that. It's not caused by a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the joy is waning. Mm-hmm. The joy is waning now. That's all it's a sign of. So, uh, so, uh, uh, so I asked my husband, uh, can you not bring me any more ice cream? Because I'm not feeling the ice cream thing. And he's like, sure. And then the next thing I know, my husband's not feeling the ice cream thing. It's so cute like that. Aww. This morning, he brought me coffee. Um, after, at, at the end of yoga, he came in at the end of yoga and he brought me coffee. He's like, I have coffee for you. And you know, he'll do that a couple times a week. And I had like half of the coffee and then I go, you know what, honey, I'm not going to have coffee anymore. I'm not feeling it. So you don't need to make me any coffee. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, wow, interesting. Like, I didn't know that was coming up. I didn't even know I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even plan to say that to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I, when I said, yes, I'll go out with you. I didn't even plan to say that. I actually planned to tell him. Let him down easy and let him know that it's not personal, that I'm at work and I don't date any customers. That's a rule that I have. I already dated the bus boy and, you know, he's running around serving your chips. So it's not very nice. (laughs) He's heartbroken running around the bar. (laughs) But what happens is I show up and I say, okay, I'll go out with you. And I'm just surprised. Yeah. I don't even know. I like, I already have a dude mm-hmm. at the time. Not serious commitment. Just some dude I boned up with on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> but he's coming back, supposedly. <laughs> he never came back. I told him, don't come back. I got hooked up with this guy. He's like, it's okay. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> it's really sweet. It was almost polyamory, but not quite. <laughs> but you can plan for what you're going to do and even what you're going to say, but it won't. And, it, and no, choice in, no choice in who you're with. This does not mean you need to settle. That's not like that. It's not that. It's not saying settle with whoever the fuck's in front of you. <laughs> Okay, people take that wrong. Well, I guess I'm stuck with them because they're here. No, it's not like that. You don't know how you're going to, you don't know if you're going to say, I'm done with this or what's going to go on. You're letting the change occur in your mind. Those people that are in your experience, I was sure at one time I was going to have to get away from my husband if I was going to evolve any further, (laughs) you know, because it just seemed like he was completely holding me back. You know, and, and then, and and then I realized that, oh, wait a minute, that makes him outside of me. That makes it like, I don't have dominion. I can't think like that. And then uh, what, what occurred was a a, a just like an openness to however it goes. Is he going to leave? I was sharing with someone about sex. Of course, one of my favorite subjects. Um, they're asking like, what is it uh, that we're supposed to do, like, as women? Like, how do we get what we want during sex? How do we get what we want? 
Uh, do we tell the guy what we want? Do we just tell the dude what, what we want? And basically, you know, it's a sense of worthiness. Someone asked me because they're like, uh, uh, one of them, one of the posts was um, like, what is the right way to do it? And I go, well, I don't know what the right way to do it. But the way it works for me is I just like have millions of orgasms and he enjoys that. It's not like I have to perform something. It's not like I have to like uh, uh, do equally uh, uh, seduce the person. Oh, you seduced me last time. Let me seduce you this time. How gay is that? And maybe gay dudes do it that way. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> two different gays there. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> It's just, it's just, you know, there's a sense like, wow, after 22 years with this person and being conditioned from a child to think that this is the way you're supposed to do it, so this is the way I've been doing it. Okay, let's see. He was the one that made the sexual advance that time. Now it's my turn. Let's see. Oh, he did it twice in a row. Now I owe him two. Okay. Uh, he went down on me for 15 minutes. That means I got to compensate. Okay. So, you know, all that. You know what? I told him, you know what has occurred for me? I, uh, I realized that the whole time I was making sexual advances, that it was just conditioning and it wasn't even natural for me. After 22 years of the same person doing the same thing, I just realized that that's never been natural for me. He's like, oh, well, I don't want you to do anything unnatural for you. Well, I don't want you to do anything unnatural. And, uh, He's like, is it okay if we don't have sex as much then? Because I might not make all those same advances to do all that. I go, I don't have to have sex at all. And I like having sex. I think it's awesome. I love making love with you. I think it's awesome. I don't have, I don't need it. I'm not waiting for you to come around seducing me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And it's like, okay. And then we just see how it goes. And then that's just what it naturally evolved to. I didn't say, uh, hey, you know what? I just want you to just completely please me in bed the whole time, and I'm just going to, like, be enjoying it. <laughs> I didn't even know that uh, that was a thing. <laughs> Turns out, that's pretty stoky for the dude. He didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> this is how you find these things out. <laughs> You know, and I wasn't afraid of also um, him going, you know what? I need something different in a sexual partner. So later on, I totally, I totally understand that. Of course, of course, I'm open. Like if you, if you need someone to seduce you, go get that broad. I'm not that broad. I'm so happy I realized that. <laughs> Took a little while playing out a bunch of things that were not me, but yeah. <laughs> but you might be next week. That's true. You never know. All of a sudden, I'm like, give me that dick. <laughs> <laughs> the whip. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, 
completely opposite. <laughs> now I have to have a guy who wants to do S&M with me. Just <laughs> keep on throwing him some curveballs. See what he goes for. <laughs> I don't know, though. Uh, <clears throat> there's definitely um, a different vibration to everything, just to everything all the way around. It's just completely orgasmic all the way around. So it doesn't matter really what it is. That doesn't really matter what it is. Um, there's, a part, uh, there's a part in the body's energy field it's like, uh, it, it's like, it seems to be like an energy center or something. That thing is a trip. It's like right there between the, uh, the navel and the, the perineum. It's like right in the middle, right in the center. Uh, they call it the Hara. They call it the Dantian. They have all these different names for it. Um, so that thing is interesting because it seems like there's a lot of, uh, pleasurable, warm, tingly energy just like coming out of that thing all the time. And, um, and there was a lot, a long time where it seemed like it was just like blocked off. Like it was, um, uh, my awareness was on it cause I could sense that it was almost like it was painful and trying to like a dull pain, not like sharp, but just kind of almost like something's trying to get out or move and like it's hard and it needs to be softened. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, it seems like something in that, uh, in, in that particular region in the past, um, couple of weeks, it just started like re- almost like releasing something, mm. almost like nectar, honey, or something like that. Today at the hot ponds, I experienced that. The Did you? Ooh, nice. And moving that energy down and releasing. Yeah. And what I was letting go of came back in my body again. I'm like, oh no. But, but it was like, no, I'm going to be with it and feel it again. Ah, keep yeah. Running it, running it yeah. through. Yeah, there's like this energy running through. Yeah, because I'm not dumping yeah. it in the earth no more. I'm running it through my body. Mm, my I see. Center. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so none of this stuff is real. We're, yeah. What we're speaking in is, is like symbolism. It's like symbolism. So this is where we get a sense like there's some kind of an energy center there, and it's like a, and, and it's like a, uh, it's almost like it's blocked until it's allowed to be open. And the opening comes from paying attention to it. In my case, I didn't know, I didn't have any guidance in this regard at all. Um, but I was laying down on my bed and all of a sudden my attention went to that area and this was many, many years ago and I noticed it being painful there and I said, oh, I'm just going to look at that just like with my attention and just look at it and, and watching it. And, uh, and then, um, over time it starts to soften just from attention and see, it doesn't matter where you put your attention, um, when it comes to the energy field and the sense uh, the sensed body, anywhere you put attention in the sensed body, like what you're sensing, you're taking attention away from making this world real because that's all the thoughts, right? So anywhere, and you know, I found this place to be pretty magical, you know, cause at some point it just, um, and it just really opened up and it seems to be on a constant release, almost like a constant, just like, uh, almost like releasing some kind of nectar, um, 
honey, something like that. And I don't think of it in terms of where the energy is running. I think of it in terms of, is the energy running smoothly? Because that was a sense that I got a long time ago when I used to be really into working out, working out hard, hitting the weights in the gym and just going in and having full-on bodybuilder workouts because it seemed like that's what I needed to maintain any kind of shape that wasn't completely fucking fat. Okay, like I had to like totally like kick my ass every day uh, in the gym with like a serious look on my face and everything like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I got the sense that I had to really work for it. Um, And I know a lot of people get that sense, too, because, you know, like I I was in longs the other day and I noticed that the, uh, the, the tabloid thing, it's all about losing. You can lose 45 pounds by Christmas. Did you know that? That's amazing. I never had him making claims like that when I was in, in looking for that stuff. I would be making that stuff. I had 45 pounds. I don't even need to lose that much. I only need to drop like 10. So, you know, this will be good. You know, but you know, the whole, it's always like on that stuff. And, and here's the, and here's how it's set up to make it so fearful too. Uh, there's this there's this thing with the food like the fast food and the different food and stuff and there's this thing guilt consciousness that goes along with it and everyone's getting fat and then going and looking how to lose weight you know it's like it's like it's a making of zombies the stories that the stories going around this guilty story the making of of zombies and they go get medicine. You know, when I was younger, it was the, it, it, and I was all into bodybuilding and stuff like that. It was no fat. It was eating no fat, which is the opposite of what I felt like was easeful to me, for, for me to even eat. And, you know, like now in this day, I'm like, fat is my favorite. And it was then too. But there was the concept that I couldn't have it. And that's really what was making me fat. Because I was believing in these things. I didn't even start to put on weight until I started believing in the concepts and trying to, trying to diet when I'm like a, a, a young little girl. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like 12 years old and I'm, I'm fasting at Denny's and all my brothers and sisters are eating and I'm fasting because I'm, tw- I'm 12 and I think I might need to lose a couple pounds. I'm watching my parents, you know. <laughs> Damn, I'd rather my mom have sex with my boyfriend and eat the pancakes. (laughs) The stories we tell. Oh, my God. (laughs) So my mom told me, and she's been telling me this her her whole life, my whole life, um, you know, kind of like, cause I, t- I took it hard. Like after I had experiences of all that kind of stuff, I took it hard and I was like, Hey mom, that was fucked up. You know, I became an adult, a young adult. I said, Hey, that was all really fucked up that you let that dude do shit like that. I know that was terrible. And I, and, and I don't like it. And fuck you guys for acting like, uh, I was responsible for that. I was just a kid. You know, I was fucking pissed. I didn't talk to anyone for like seven years. Talked to no one, you know. And my mom was like, uh, you know, holding me responsible for it, even though I was a kid. She was like holding me responsible for it. Um, and, you know, my stepdad was just like, it pats on the bat for my uncle. Go, yeah, I would have done that too, you know. <laughs> and so 
And so, like, I hear about this stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, really mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, people usually get mad about shit like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, um, you know, I'm going through it. I'm holding all this, all this punishment. Uh, supposedly for him, but it's really, it's punishing me because I'm like in all this pain, coming up with physical symptoms now, uh, not sleeping at night, feeling all kinds of this fiery energy and stuff. And, you know, then forgiveness occurs and it completely changes the whole thing, you know? Uh, And my mom, my mom um, one day goes, Hope, I just, I feel so bad. I feel so, so bad. She would have never told me this before, forgiveness. I feel so, so bad about what I allowed to happen to you. And I go, Mom, you didn't do anything. You know? (laughs) The only reason she told me that was forgiveness, though. You know, she didn't know. She had no idea. But before that, there's like this hard hardness. There's this stance. And then even my stepdad, you know, after forgiveness, it's like, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, before it, it it was it was more like you know, uh, 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 fuck you and you know stuff like that. Uh, hey, I'm really sorry. Mm. You know, and I was like, hey, you don't have to be sorry. Thank you, and you don't have to be sorry because you didn't actually do anything. Mm. He's like, what? That's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, that's refreshing. <laughs> oh, wow. He's like, really, Hope? He's like, thank you, really, thank you so much. Like his eyes were just like it's like it, this innocence. Like this beautiful, it's like, of course, you're my brother. Sorry I made that of you. (laughs) Sorry I made that graven image of you. Sorry I set you up for that. (laughs) I set him up for it. Uh, How would you like to be the molester in the scene? That's got to be the worst. Mm. I mean, really. (laughs) Mm. It's going to be way harder to be that guy. Everyone thinks everyone thinks you're completely fucked up when you're that guy. The whole family, everyone. Okay. It's like, usually happened to them too, though. The exactly, and it's all it is is trauma. So this guy was probably raped by his dad or something, right? So he's just he. It, it's like it's like he never grew up from that moment. I grew up. I matured. He didn't. He still hasn't. See, the pain is still there. Sweetie. He, he still hasn't even grown, uh, uh, you know, like as far as like evolving past this state of my pain is real. Okay. So it's like it, it's up to us, the more mature ones of us, to heal those who are like innocent children. It's kind of like God gave him to me and said, take care of my child. Take care of this one. He needs you, you know. And it's like, of course, that's it. That, you know, that's it. That's me. That's me in another form. Right. And that's me suffering from all that kind of guilt. And my mom said he was just so healed from that. He said he was just so healed from that interaction. It just helped him unleash so much guilt. My mom is such a sweetie. This is her ex. Okay. She has a, she has a husband. 
her ex, who's my stepdad, lives in her area. He is now married to her niece. And my dad, who was in the photo, got back to the States. Yeah, my dad. (laughs) Yeah, there's three dudes. My dad, who was in that photo, got back back to the States from the Philippines. He's now paralyzed for the moment, uh, apparently. I haven't talked to him yet. I have to talk to him because he's a, a, a Christian missionary faith healer. I think I just have to remind him that he's not actually paralyzed. I think that's all it's going to take. We'll see. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, haven't, I haven't gotten a hold of him yet. I called him like three times. We'll see what happens. I'll report back. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom, is the, the, so they're moving him in the vicinity of my mom so she can also take care of him. And it's just so funny. She's got three dudes, basically. Um, and he's like, these people are just given to us to care for. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them for the whole life, even if, you know, even if, you know, we go through a certain kind of relationship and the relationship changes and then it's something else. And sometimes it's like for a whole life. It's like this is for you to take care of. And you know that it's for you to take care of because it's the most easeful. Mm-hmm. It's the most easeful. It feels the most easeful. It feels the most joyful. It may not be the most easeful on the surface of things, the way a human would look at it. But you know because it's bringing you the most ease in your mind to go that direction, and then it's done for you. So a lot of this for like context would be because you've started self-sourcing or you started going to a higher level of consciousness so that you choose that instead of holding on to the ego stuff and suffering yeah otherwise we because i remember i would just speak freely from the flow uh-huh but i was in a negative place so mm-hmm. it was a very negative flow sure but it was very intuitive and yeah helpful. yeah and now i can do it from a you know a different place mm-hmm. because i've let go of you got that. healing well, you got listened, all kinds of healing yeah like listen to what happens and mm-hmm. so is that what you're saying is the more we listen the more life becomes more ease and grace and yes the more you'll pick up on that flow rather than revert to like the intellect and the ego you're in an asking control. way you're in an asking mood right instead of like i know what to do yeah, right. or how do i figure out what to do you're like just in asking and yeah. trusting yeah excuse me and burping in my part <laughs> i don't even know that's fun. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it, it's it's just when you ask, when you're asking, what should I do, and trusting that you're getting the answer, you are, and you just you just stay with that always. It, and it changed it, it the the whatever happens on the surface that's changeful. It's always changing. The guidance can change from moment to moment. It can happen. You go have you go down one ro- road and whoop, change real fast. I get some of that kind of action. I think it's great. I think it's so fun. I don't know. I like not knowing. You know, it's like, it's like whatever hope is called to do, that's what it, where she's going to be. And none of us can predict. We don't know. Yeah. We're not capable of knowing yet. Yeah. It's judgment. No. Yeah. And why do we want to? Yeah. Right? Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you're going like that down that road and then the direction changes... Do you ever wonder, is it my thoughts that made that happen? No, because that's not relevant. It's not relevant. It's the past playing out. So, so, so if the, the direction, what is it, what does it look like when the direction changes? It's joy. 
making a curve. It curved away from joy. So you got to get back to joy. So, you know, here, here it is, okay? You're up here on the pinnacle of joy, right? And it starts to go like this. You can try to hang on to whatever it was that seemed to be bringing you joy, and you could nosedive. Then you got to come back up again. You can just go, uh, you're here at the pinnacle of joy. You feel the arc slipping down this way, and you come back up again without having to go all the way down. Where did I go wrong? Oh my God. It's all thought. Yeah. Yeah. So you're paying attention. And um, that was one of the ones when I was having wisdom dialogues. Um, I think it was early last year. I was at Leah's place having wisdom dialogues and it was called the Ark of Joy. It was the last one I did for a while at that point. And, you know, it, it, and, and I was, you know, kind of articulating uh, why it's come to no more wisdom dialogues right now. Here's what it did. Boom. I'm right here. I'm not waiting for it to go down here. I'm right here. So it's showing me that this is ending at the moment. I don't know if it's going to start up again, but it's ending right now. Isn't that fun? You know, I don't know. Could it start up again? Will it start up again? I don't know. It did. Well, yeah, apparently it did. <laughs> Here we are. Yay, wonderful. <laughs> Just go with the flow. So yes. You know what I'm That's it. Yes, exactly. Huh. It'll tell you. Wonderful. Whatever. Exactly. Crazy. I hope you talk about that. That life's like a river. I just float in the middle of the river and yeah. relax and enjoy where it takes us rather than clutching to the banks and the rocks. Oh God, and I feel that. To swim upstream to get back to where we were. Yeah, that's how Abraham Hicks puts it. Yeah. They talk about that stream. Yeah, yeah, it does. I could really resonate with that too um, because it's kind of like there's a current on the top of the stream, you know, and it's kind of like you can sink down to the bottom and float from the bottom. It's not like you can't breathe underwater. You can so, you know, you just like float from the bottom where it's not all choppy and you're sinking down. You're not getting all caught up in the stuff. You know, you don't get like, uh, it seems like my life is dramatic. I need to like sink down a little bit, look at it from a relax on my back, just looking at it and not being in a state where I'm in, oh, my life is dramatic. It's like, there's drama. That's all there is to it. It doesn't have anything to do with my life. There's drama. Am I being dramatic about it? Then my life is going to be dramatic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I making drama? Am I making this dramatic? Here's one way you can make it dramatic. Uh, one friend shared with me today. It was a really good one. She's leaving her partner. And he's like, you can't do this to me. This is terrible. All upset. Totally like she's wounding him, like she's destroying him. She's like, I feel so sad for him. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You had that sadness before you made him up. And you're projecting him. He's not even really sad. He's fucking kidding. Seriously. He is fucking kidding. He is not really fucking sad. That doesn't mean that you have to... Uh, not give him compassion when you know that you're getting compassion for that stupid ass sad feeling that you're projecting for him when it's yours you're getting compassion for that sad feeling now you're not looking at him like he's deficient you're helping him uphold that deficient sense of itself himself when you look at him as if he's deficient 
because you're projecting your sadness onto him. Oh, it's so sad. No, he's just kidding. He's not sad at all. It looks like that. He's fine. You're projecting him as a victim because you're, you're, the, you're feeling like a victim. That's right. That's right. So it's making it as if he's the... And now you're the one who's doing something wrong because you made a vow to stay with this person and now you're leaving him. So don't make a vow, guys. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so how do you be with someone that's really suffering without falling into the suffering? Take care of the feeling in your energy field. And you guys, I have a lot of experience with this and I can tell you that it fucking works. Okay. It works. Uh, it might not look the way you want it to look in a minute. I have a family that I've been going through this with, you know, and I have, I have like sons and a daughter and all kinds of, you know, different little bullshits like that. But what the <laughs> ego, like, it's like, it is, it's like these roles, you know, it's like bullshit roles. I love them just like I love everyone, but they're not, you know, it's like the special role thing is stupid. It makes no sense. Um, but it, you know, it, it's also a, it's also a form for awakening. A, a contain like a container for awakening too, right? Um, you get these ideas that like, you're supposed to be doing something. So just the idea, what should I do? How do I be with this? It's like you. It's as it's as if you can do more than say be in gratitude for it, or um, get that feeling. Get that feeling, that feeling of sadness. Be willing to tell the truth to yourself about it. You don't have to tell them anything. You don't have a choice in that. Be willing to tell the truth to yourself about it, that you made that feeling of sadness. Really, they're just kidding. Works, works great. I had one, one friend uh, reach out to me on Messenger, and she goes, she goes, our friend Jill went totally off the deep end. I'm not sure how to be a good friend. I'm, I'm not sure how to be a good friend to her. And I said, she's just kidding. And the ego's telling you, you're not sure. You're sure. You're good. She's laughed. She's like, yeah, that's right. Thank yeah. you. Like, we just forget. Like, there's a person who can take that, too. You know? She's kidding. You're making it up. Watch the show. Have fun. Oh, wow. of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I tell my friends, hey, remind me if you ever see me like in a, in a state. If you ever see me fucking concerned about something, remind me. It just brings me right back. To a lot of people, that's going to be a threat, though. So, you know, the, the kind of like maneuvering and all that, spirit takes care of that for you. You know, you're ready for that by being open to it. Like, I know I have a lot of experience. I've been writing on Facebook since 2009. I have a lot of experience with people getting triggered by me <laughs> and wanting to fight with me and stuff like that, wow. you know? And so I approach it all energetically and let, and let anything, if I, if I'm going to, I might write something, I might write a little something, I might write a lot of something, I might completely <laughs> ignore it. It's not up to me. Yeah. All I need to do is be fucking comfortable, mm -hmm. calm and comfortable. If I'm not calm and comfortable, my mind needs healing. That's all. Wow. I'm aware that my mind needs healing. It's, and I don't need to definitely don't need to do anything before I get the relief that I need. So I was talking with my son and, and he was, and he was going, yeah, I feel like I want to 
write my friend a note <laughs> and tell him that I acted like an idiot. And I go, well, you know, I recommend alternate nostril breathing right now. <laughs> I'll do it with you. I'll do some alternate nostril breathing because that'll keep you from doing anything on your phone that you're going to regret. And it'll help you to center and calm your mind. No, I'm good. Okay, five minutes later, I sent a text. I'm like, you did? And he's like, how'd it go? He's like, man, I wish I could take it back. And I go, well, you can have alternate nostril breathing now. Yeah. <laughs> you want? He's like, now it's too late. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it is, though. Is it? Like, I know how it is when you're agitated. It's hard to sit down and go, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you, I know, because I've done it. When you first start doing it, it is like this. It's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> like I've gotten out the singing bowl before. And I'm just kind of like feeling a little, I noticed I'm feeling a little bit ag- agitated, right? It was just the other night. I felt I was a little bit of an agitated feeling. And I'm like, oh, a little bit of an agitated feeling. I don't know what it's about. I'll go get the singing bowl. And I notice even the way I'm playing the singing bowl is different when I'm agitated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, interesting. Well, this the breaks, I guess, you know, whatevs. <laughs> I should be a drummer when I'm like that, not a, not a gla- playing a glass bowl. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was really beautiful. Uh, and it's just like completely like just, just putting the attention like that just totally dissolves the energy. A lot of times the energy is going to arise like an uncomfortable energy. And, you know, that's like kind of like an uncomfortable agitation, irritation, um, stress. Uh, tension, anxiety, anything like that, um, whenever anything like that comes up, there is a, an errant thought. You don't have to know what it is. You just have to know that this is an illusion. Because you don't know it's an illusion, then something's wrong, right? You got another problem that you got to fix. Okay. So it's 5.04. I love you guys. If you have any questions or anything. No way. Yeah. <laughs> We got it all covered. We're all healed. Yeah. We're all healed. I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes, you do get it. Yay. Aloha, everyone.